Good morning, everybody. This is Reverend Nessie of New Birth Ministries, and yes, I am thanking God for another day. His mercies are new every morning, and I'm glad to wake up another day to tell somebody about Jesus. Every time we wake up, we have another chance to tell somebody about Jesus, to, to lead somebody to freedom. Amen. It's all about being free in Christ Jesus. Amen. And even whenever we teach and when we talk and when we preach, it should be about Jesus and not us. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad to see everybody on this morning. I'm glad you're here with us. And I pre I uh, hope that you are prepared. Get yourself, get your Bible, get your swords, as I say. And get a pen, a pencil, your, I don't, whatever you use, your iPhone, your Android, your Mac, your laptop, whatever, so that you can take notes and go back later and see what the Lord has spoken to you. Amen. Hallelujah. This is your day. God is good. He's good all the time. There's never a day that goes by that he is not good. And there's never a day that goes by that we shouldn't have something to thank him for. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So today I'm going to be talking about holy boldness. Amen, holy boldness, everybody. So let's write that down. Hallelujah, holy boldness. And and let me tell you before we get started, I would like to say to everybody, uh, even though it is Monday, on Monday the 14th, actually, um, Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And happy anniversary to New Birth Ministries. Yay! Today is the day we celebrate our anniversary for New Birth Ministries. Amen. And I hope that all of you are loved. And I hope that you are showing others love as well. Because Jesus is love. God is love. Amen. Holy boldness. Now, I want to uh, read what boldness is it actually means, amen, I'd like to start out with the definition of, if I can, of whatever I'm talking about. And boldness is willingness to take risks and act innovatively, confidence or courage, amen. Willingness to take risks and act innovatively, confidence or courage. The quality of having a strong, vivid or clear appearance. Amen. And this is what God wants his people to have, the quality of having a strong, vivid, or clear appearance. Let's open up with prayer. Holy Spirit, without you, it's nothing but a bunch of babble, a bunch of words. I invite you, Holy Spirit, to use me as a vessel to preach God's holy word. I enjoy it. I love my relationship with you. I love how you use me. I love how you use others that love Jesus. Amen. I love to hear confirmation from you as I am preaching the word to let me know that I am preaching it through you and not through myself. Amen. Less, more, less of me, more of you. Teach us what you would have us to know. Hallelujah. And let say something that somebody somewhere needs to hear to make them feel better, to bring back their joy. There's so much stuff happening in the world nowadays. We need joy. We need to learn how to be happy no matter what the situation is, no matter what is going on around us, in our homes our family life, our finances. 
We have to learn how to go by you, by what you tell us, what the Spirit says expressly, and not by what our eyes see or what our ears hear. So use me today. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you for this day. We thank you for loving us and for what you did just for us. Help us to drag people to the cross, to draw them, not drag them. Amen. Help us to draw people to the cross. Hallelujah. Every time we preach, let it be about you. It's all about you. Hallelujah. Revelation says that the spirit of prophecy is telling somebody about Jesus, not boats, not houses, not cars, not land, not keys, not money. It's telling somebody about Jesus, and this is what we want to do. Bless each and every ear that is listening and each and every eye that may be reading. Bless each and every one of them and their households in your holy name. I cover them with your blood, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus to Christ. What a beautiful name, and amen. Amen. Boldness, everybody. Holy boldness, okay? Being bold sometimes is being cocky for some people. I'm not talking about being cocky or, or you know, being mean to people or aggravating or agitating somebody. I'm talking about a holy boldness, amen, where you are bold enough to tell the devil where to go and you're not afraid. You haven't watched enough of those spooky movies on TV to scare you out of being bold. That's the devil's intention. When you watch things like that and when you hear things like that, what your eye gate sees and what your ear gates hear causes fear. It brings fear into us, amen. So we are going to talk about the being the, the willingness to take risks and act innovatively, confidence or courage, holy boldness means you have confidence that you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe in the Holy Spirit, you believe in the Word, and you believe what He said is true. Amen. Quiddity, it is what it is. That's what quiddity means. It is what it is. What Jesus says is what it is. Amen. And God is not a man that he should lie. I say that all the time. I notice for some reason I say that a lot, but it's true. God is not a man that he should lie. And what he says in this Bible is true. Too many people are cowering down and crawling up to God's throne. God doesn't want us to crawl up to his throne as though he's the slave master and we are the slaves. He wants us to walk boldly to the throne, not being not not being all that in a bag of chips acting like you know without you nothing <laughs> nothing would get done. Amen. I'm talking about being bold, doing what you know, doing what his word told you you can do. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Doing what his word told you, you can do. Now, let's look at the first example of boldness. Amen. And I'm looking at, uh, let me get a smaller bookmark here so I can, okay, write down, um, I have about four or five of them here, unless the Holy Spirit finds something else. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What he finds, I will speak. <laughs> Amen. In fact, I'm going to start with, uh, yeah, let's, I'll start with uh, boldly, the word boldly. Ephesians 6, 19. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So turn to Ephesians in the uh, New Testament, 6, 19. Okay. And it reads like this. Um, this, we're talking about, um, 
putting on your warrior clothes. Amen. Hallelujah. Putting on your, your, your war suit. Hallelujah. And I'll start with um, 18. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. That means you are the Holy, if you are willing to be a vessel for God, a vessel for the Holy Spirit, he will use you and cause you to teach other people the gospel, the good news. Nobody's trying to be like anybody else. You don't have to duplicate anybody else. But God wants to use you to tell other people the good news about Jesus Christ, what he did for them. So that they know that they don't have to put up with the devil the way they've been putting up with him. Amen. Hallelujah. To make mystery, to make known the mystery of the gospel. And I heard somebody say late lately, and it makes so much sense that Jesus wants to use us. Jesus and get and check this out. Okay, all the internet people, right? Jesus wants to use your platform. All the platforms that you have, you can use them for Jesus. It's not all this stuff that we do online is not just for pictures and food and, and information and, and, and news. And, and it's not just, to, you know, it's use it for the Lord. Christians, believers, let's start using our platforms for the Lord. Let's flood everyone's timelines with the gospel, the good news. It's doable. I just saw, um, I wish I could find it while I'm talking, but I can't bring it up real quick, I don't think. But I just saw um, online where there is a satanic group or something that's having a meeting and they're advertising that thing everywhere, everywhere. I saw it so many times on Facebook the other day and on Twitter. They're putting it out there. It's on YouTube. It's all over the place. They're going to have a demonic, a satanic ritual gathering soon. And they're telling everybody. Now, they sold tickets to it. Okay. And get this. The tickets sold out so fast that they are now allowing people to just walk in without paying. <laughs> You're allowed in the court, I guess the food court or wherever this place is, they're going to have it. And they're, they're advertising that thing everywhere. Amen. Let me see if I can find it here real quick. Hopefully. There it is. I found it. And here it is. It says, The world's largest satanic gathering this weekend in the United States, dash, Intercessors for America. And if you want the link, it says ifapray.org. That's I-F-A-P-R-A-Y.org. And you can read it. They are having a gathering. Now, if they can do that, why can't we preach the gospel to the world and use our platforms boldly? Amen. Hallelujah. It says so he can open his mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Amen. And next. Um, Ephesians 
And that's the very next verse. It says, I'm looking, it's the very next verse. And it says, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You want to be an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven? You want to be an ambassador? Everybody wants a title. Amen. Here's what you do. Preach Jesus. Amen. Be bold. Don't be afraid. And, and even I believe it's in Jeremiah. One of, the, one of the preachers were told in the Bible, in the Old Testament, don't look at their faces. You know, for years, when I first started out preaching and everything, you get nervous. We get nervous. I get, not anybody, I don't know about anybody else, but I get nervous every time I get ready to do something for the kingdom of heaven because I love God and I don't want to mess up. I don't want to make any mistakes. Amen. I mean, nervous to the point where body functions and sweating and a little nervousness. And Put it this way. Anybody that doesn't get nervous is too they're they're worldly bold, okay? Because you should have respect for God to the point where you want to make sure everything's going to be all right. Amen. For him, because you love God. Amen. So, and there were times where when I was preaching, I would look at the clock in the back of the church. Even in our little church we had in Houston, Pennsylvania, we had a clock in the back of the church up in the middle above the door. And sometimes, you know, when I look out, you, it's funny when you're preaching, you see people yawning, okay, while you're preaching, and it can affect you, okay, if you allow it to. But you look around, and, and while you're preaching, you see people yawning, or you see somebody passing candy, or somebody whispering, or writing letters, notes back and forth to each other, or you see somebody making a, a, a negative face, or rolling their eyes. And this is why when you first start preaching out, sometimes you got to look up at the clock. Amen. Everybody's so worried about eye contact. Okay. Sometimes you got to look up at the clock and allow the Holy Spirit to use you. Okay. And then as you get used to it, and as the Holy Spirit uses you more and more and you get used to it, then you get that holy boldness and you look at anybody you want to look at. You look at them on purpose while you're preaching. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So that's the next one. Now let's look at, mm, I love this, boldness to the throne. Hebrews 4.16 and then 13.6. Let's go to Hebrews 4.16, which says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We are to, God wants us to come boldly to his throne. Amen. Not crawl up to it. You know, the devil crawls, evil crawls and sneaks around. And God doesn't want us tipping and sneaking. Amen. We come boldly to the throne. Remind God of his word. We say, God, you said this and, and I'm, I'm clinging to it. Amen. Ask what you will. He says you ask not because you have not. He said you have not because you ask not. And then he goes on and says, and, and some of you don't have because you ask amiss, which means you're asking for your own lusts according to your own flesh. Don't ask God things wrongly. Amen. If you ask God for a car, make sure you're going to use that car to give people rides to the store, rides to church. Or go take a, a meal to an elderly lady, you know, a, do something for somebody else. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't just ask him for a car just so you could be pretty and sit in your driveway and you could show off and shine, shine it every day of the summer. You know, that's 
fleshly things. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. And, and mercy is what I always say. Faith, uh, mercy, grace is receiving something you don't deserve. Mercy is not receiving something you do deserve. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you know, mercy, obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. His grace and mercy will follow you through. Amen. And next, it was Hebrews 13, 6. Same book. Let's go to Hebrews 13, 6. And it says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. That's having confidence in God. Do you have confidence in God? Amen. Can you, do you tell people that God is your helper? I'm not worried about a thing. God will take care of it. How many times do we have something happen in our life um, and, and we think, oh, this is the end of the world. Nothing's going to change. I, I need help. Lord, Lord, you said you, you know, how many times do we get nervous about it? And we're not, we're, we, we become sometimes unsure. How many times have you felt even in your own life where you feel God, are you sure you're going to bless me? Did I do something wrong to make you upset? Sometimes it takes time it, on his clock, not ours, on God's timing, not our time. And you've heard a million times, God is an 115959 God. He can step in on that last second, but he will help you. The Bible says God will make a way for you. He will open up doors. And I've seen him do it so many times in my life. I can't testify about all of them. I possibly can't tell you all of them. I've seen God, I've seen God do things in my life when I thought there was no hope. Did you ever get to that point where you feel like there is no hope? Amen. Like there's no hope in your life. Like you don't have any help. The what the Bible says, my help cometh from the Lord and believe him when he says he's going to help you. He's going to help you. Amen. I was watching a movie the other day. Um, and and a, some of you may even have the book. Amen. And. Uh, there was a man who always ran into problems. And some of you might know what I'm talking about. You ever hear of the book, The Pilgrim's Progress? It is an excellent book to read. A man wrote it while he was in jail years and years ago. And this man, everywhere he went, something bad happened to him to try to take him off of the path. Amen. He's trying to reach the kingdom. And something, he always ran into something strange. Um, the, as they say, the, the dangle, the shiny, dangly things along the path. And every time he get himself in some kind of trouble by not staying on that path. And, and he ran into help, a character called help, an angel called help. And he told me, he said, anytime you need me, call me, just say help. And as you're watching this, it was a little cartoon they had on. They, it's a beautiful way they did the cartoon, actually. It's like an hour and 40 minutes or something. And he got into, and every time he got into something and you're sitting there saying, just say help, say help. <laughs> I was sitting there watching it and I'm, I'm like, just say help. And sure enough, he would say help and help would come and get him out of that situation. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Just say help. God is your help. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will, will not fear what man will do to me. As long as you live and are a Christian, a believer of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, something's going to happen. Because the enemy is upset at you. He's not happy with you. Never will be. Could care less. So don't you care about him. Keep your nose to the book. Keep your heart attuned to Jesus' heart. The heart of the Christ. Keep your mind stayed on him. And he will be your help. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look, stay on the path. Don't look anywhere else except for up. Look up. That's where your God is. And look inside. He's in you as well. He's that good. He's up and in. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's go to the next one. Uh, Let me see. Let me see up. Second Corinthians seven four. Okay, let's go to Second Corinthians seven four. This is more like a teaching, amen, than a preaching. Hallelujah! Because I've I've been praying, and I felt in my spirit that there's someone God wants to teach about boldness. Be bold. The song says, we used to sing in Bible school, be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. Be bold, and you repeat it, be bold, be strong, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. I am not afraid, no way. I am not dismayed, no way, for I'm walking in peace and victory, walking in peace and victory. Walking in peace and victory for the Lord. Your God is with thee. Amen. I used to love that song. Actually, it is the word faith instead. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Be bold and be strong for the Lord your God is with you. Second Corinthians 7, 4 reads like this. Great is my boldness of speech toward you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in our tribulation. Amen. Now, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the, this is his second letter writing to the Corinthians. And um, he's been through a lot in his life. And he's saying, that because of the experiences that he's been through, the Apostle Paul was left for dead. He was let down in a basket. Um, his disciples, people that worked with him, um, let him down in a basket to keep him from getting killed. Um, he was hated. And uh, there were certain uh, cities that just ran him out. They didn't want to hear what he had to say. And he was a very, very intelligent man even before he came over to the Christ side. Amen. And he knew he had some wisdom and he had some knowledge, but the devil didn't accept him wherever he went and everywhere he went, they gave him a hard way to go. Amen. Amen. So 
he's saying, I'll start with one. And he says, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Cleanse ourselves. See, he's telling us to cleanse ourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. Live holy. Be holy. Amen. Just like God said, be holy for I am. If you want to be like me and you want to be one of mine, you have to be like me. You got to be holy. Amen. You're not going to hold hands with the devil and serve God. Amen. Receive us. We have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. I speak not this to condemn you, for I have said before that ye are in our hearts to die and live with you. Then he says, great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I'm exceeding joyful in our tribulation. There is joy in sorrow. Amen. Spiritual joy we're talking about now. Joy to the Holy Ghost. There is joy in sorrow. You can go through a lot of things. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm reading a book about Paul right now. And, and he went through a lot of stuff and a lot of things that I'm reading about in this book, I went through as well. I experienced a lot of these things as well. And I kept, it was called, it's called Paul, a man of grace and grit. Amen. By Charles Swindoll. And you might've heard me say that. I think uh, I mentioned it last Sunday, but Paul went through a lot. Look, you can go through a lot in your life, but don't go into a pity party. Too many of us go into a pity party. We give up. And we go into a pity party because we're not getting our way. Amen. There is joy in sorrow. You can go through a lot of things that make you, make you go through sorrow. And sometimes you get a little depressed. You don't feel good or whatever. But there's bring your joy. The Bible says uh, David, uh, he encouraged himself. Encourage yourself. Read the word. Praise and worship God. Talk to him. Speak in tongues. Give your time to Jesus and he will make it all right. Paul had stripes on him. There were times where Paul would go to one from one city to another city, still bleeding with open wounds and sat there and preached. Paul preached with, uh, could you? Paul preached with open wounds. Could you do that? Could you do that? Could you go from one city getting beat and almost stoned to death to another city and stand up there and preach to people and you're still bleeding? It's still white. It didn't even, you know how you get a, 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 a cut on you or something and you can see the meat inside, it turns white or you can see the tissue and, and sometimes it's still bleeding. You can imagine the scars that Paul had on him. He was, and look, He's one of the apostles, the main apostles we talk about now. He wrote most of the New Testament. Paul didn't give up. And I'm telling you as well, don't give up. Amen. Amen. Spiritual joy makes you bold. You want to be bold? You got to be joyful. You can't go around and, and rain on people's parades. You can't you know, mess up people's day and, 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 and make people miserable and think that you're going to be blessed. God didn't do that. When Jesus was here, he didn't do that. He didn't rain. Well, yeah, he rained on some people's parades, non-believers. But he, he had joy in him. He taught people about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. He wasn't a, a how do they say, a buzzkill. How many people out there are buzzkills? Amen. 
my Lord, when you see them coming, you're like, uh-oh, you, you just say to yourself, oh, I hope this, I hope this meeting turns out pretty good because this person can really be a buzzkill. You know, when you see them coming, you're like, oh Lord, you got to pray. Amen. That's what Christians, Christians, we shouldn't be that way. Amen. That's not good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we have boldness and access. Ephesians 3.12. Moving right along. Ephesians 3.12. Amen. Okay. It says, um, according to, I'll read, I'll start with 10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church and manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith in a faith of him. You have to have faith in Jesus to to get the boldness that you need to do the things you need to do down here while you're here. There are too many preachers. I made a video about it recently. I think it was last week or earlier this week. There are too many preachers out there. They're getting online and they're doing their recipes and pictures and birthdays and roses on holidays and all that kind of stuff and won't put a a, a sermon on to save a soul. They're not bold enough to put a sermon on. They, they're men pleasers and they're afraid of what man is going to say to them. Point blank. I put mine on. I didn't ask anybody's opinion. I got to the, I can't I tell you what I did. I did a, like the apostle Paul did. I did a 180. I flipped totally. And I put my sermons on, I put my podcast on, I put my blog on, I put that stuff on there. And I feel because other people, whoever don't want to see it, don't look at it, don't listen to it. Because there might be somebody out there that I'm talking to, that I'm getting to. And I know I am. <coughs> By the grace of God, I know I am. Amen. I, I watch it. I, I watch my, what do they call it? The <laughs> I, I watch all this stuff. I can, I can tell. I can tell whenever it's uh, affecting somebody somewhere, even if it's one person, I'm happy. Amen. I'm not trying to be popular. Amen. Next. Hebrews 10, 19. Boldness to enter into holiest. Hebrews 10, 19. Let's go there. Amen. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 19 says, I'll start with, 17, um, I'll start with uh, 15 actually, whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us for after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds and I will write them and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. God doesn't remember your sins anymore. So when you get saved, if you do something, ask him to forgive you and he'll forget it. Amen. It says, now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Jesus was the final offering. You can't give God anything else. You can't give him a ring of gold or, or a, a, you know, a box of diamonds. You, know, you can't do that. You can't buy God. Amen. You go through his son, Jesus Christ. Ask Jesus to forgive you and you're forgiven. 
And then he says, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. You have to have boldness to go to God's throne. And you also have to go through his son in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the key. We don't have our own key ring. We don't have our own key. Jesus is the key. You got to use him. Amen. You got to go through him. Hallelujah. You got to mention him. Hallelujah. You got to approach God through Jesus Christ. Jesus did it all. Jesus paid it all for you. He paid it all. And he deserves it. There are people who are trying to talk to God and pray to God. And they say, yeah, I pray. We pray. We pray all the time. And you know, well, are you approaching God through Jesus? What do you not even No, They don't. There are, there are people. I know some people that believe in God. They say they believe in God with all their heart, but they refuse to accept Jesus Christ as God's son. And you could see it in their lives. I Forgive me for saying this, but you can see it in their lives. They're sick. Some of them are perverts. They live perverted lives. They're sick. They have mental issues. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with people who don't accept Jesus Christ as their savior. There's something there. They will always look all their lives for something. They'll always be missing something. And what they don't realize they're missing. There's a hole in their heart and they're missing Jesus. They'll never be satisfied. Amen. Hallelujah. Holy boldness through the blood of Jesus. Amen. And lastly, have boldness in judgment day. 1 John 4, 17. Amen. Have boldness in judgment day. All right. 1 John 4, 17. And it reads like this. Herein is our love made perfect. No, let me start out with, uh, I always like to start out early. I'll start 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is son of God. I didn't do that, folks. The Holy Spirit brought him up. Amen. God dwells in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwells in God and God in him. You cannot say you love something or you love someone and you don't believe in Jesus. Amen. It says herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. You will have boldness in the day of judgment while everybody else is running around screaming and yelling and things aren't going their way. And, and while everything's turning topsy-turvy, you have holy boldness and you know that you know that you know that you are okay. You're in the hands of God and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Demons fear but you are fearless because you know you're covered by the blood. Amen. Even demons believe. How can human beings not believe in Jesus and even demons believe? Say his name. Every time you say his name, they split. You can't see it. Amen. Say his name. 
What's his name? Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hasn't seen? This is for all of our families out there. There's a lot of them. You're not getting along and can't stand each other. You cannot say, much to your own chagrin, you cannot say you love the Lord and can't stand your brother or your sister, your mother or your father, aunts, uncles, nieces, and nephews, grandchildren. You can't do it. There's no way. There are family members out there, especially siblings. They can't stand each other and don't even like to hear the name of their sibling. Amen. Talking about the sibling like a dog. The siblings talking about that sibling like a dog. Nobody's getting along. I'm telling you, God's going to hold you on it. God's going to say, how can you love me? And you haven't even seen me and you can't stand the person that you have seen. We got to get right, folks. And then you got the one sibling that thinks they're better than the other because they act like they haven't sinned. And then the other thinks they're better than that one. And then you, you just have this whole and they don't realize it's a spiritual battle. It's not physical at all. The devil's using them to get on each other's nerves. If they would get into Jesus and start giving their lives to the Lord and living righteously and living holy the way they should be, there would be no schism. We have too many schisms in families and too many schisms in churches. Amen. And this commandment have we from him that he who loves God loves his brother also. Amen. Amen. Have boldness, y'all. Get the boldness to let go of the old and stop holding things against people and love God and be loved on by God. Amen. Hallelujah. We need that boldness. Holy boldness. I wish you holy boldness. Amen. I decree and I declare in Jesus' holy name, Yeshua Hamashek's name, that you right now accept and receive the boldness, the holy boldness that the Holy Spirit of God wants you to have. And you will have wisdom and you will have understanding as well. You will know when to use your wisdom. You will know at what times to use it. Even if you have to go to the Bible and look up scripture to learn how to answer something that someone had said to you, you will have wisdom and have the holy boldness boldness to face whatever you have to face for the day. Amen. Don't let the devil be bolder than you. You become bolder than him. Amen. Use the power God gave you. Hallelujah. Are you saved? If you're not saved, just repeat after me and say, say Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. And I believe you died on a cross and rose three days later for me. And I thank you. And I love you. Teach me your ways. Thank you, Jesus. And amen. Hallelujah. And if you just said that, welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. You are now a sibling in the family of God. And Jesus is the older 
He's the eldest of the entire family. Amen. You are now a Christian. Hallelujah. Find a Bible believing, tongue talking, spirit filled church. Amen. And tell everybody about Jesus Christ. And don't forget, while you're telling people about Jesus Christ, remember what the Apostle Paul went through. Okay, so if you start getting a couple scratches or <laughs> some things start happening that you didn't expect, don't go into a pity party. The Bible says, wipe the dust from your feet and keep it moving. There are people out there who need to hear from you. Amen. Thank you for coming on. God bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Hallelujah. God give you his grace and his peace, mercy, joy. Hallelujah. And may you want for nothing. Reverend Essie signing off. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen.